Hey friend, are you struggling to find consistent paid speaking gigs? Do you want to know the exact six steps that you can take to find and book more paid speaking opportunities in 2024? Well, we want to make that easy for you. We've created a new free resource with the help of Dan Irvin, one of our highly successful speakers on our team. Dan has booked over $100,000 in paid speaking gigs in the last few years, and his six-step process is going to help you maximize your chances of getting booked and paid to speak in any industry. You're going to learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, and proposal emails and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps and we're going to send you this 18-page guide straight to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps and you're going to get that free guide. Hey, thanks for listening. You're awesome. What is up, my friends? Welcome back to the Speaker Lab Podcast. My name is Grant Baldwin. Good to have you here. Hope life is treating you good. Hope you're having a great day wherever you're at in the world, whatever you're up to. Maybe you're driving down the road. Maybe you're working out. Maybe you're making dinner. Maybe you're doing laundry. Maybe you're folding laundry. Maybe you're switching from the washer into the dryer. I don't, you know, I don't know what you're up to, but wherever you are, thanks for hanging out with us. We are on episode 54 today. Yes, 54. That's the number. Uh, we are in late in the month of April where you're wrapping up 30 episodes in 30 days. So we've had a lot of fun. Today, we've got a listener question. We're going to be talking all about fees and pricing. we got a lot of, of questions that we get oftentimes from, from speakers, whether you're just getting started or maybe you've been doing this for a little while, is how to best structure, how to best set up your fees. How much should you charge? Should you charge based on the you know the number of people that are there should you charge based on how many speaking how many like talks you're doing or how long the presentations are so we're going to get into all the nitty-gritty on that today it's going to be a lot of fun so hey quick reminder if you have a question you'd like to have answered on an upcoming episode of the show definitely stop by the speakerlab.com leave us your voicemail question and uh, we'll try to answer that on an upcoming episode of the show all right without further ado which by the way when was that a couple of episodes ago I said adieu and then talked about how I didn't know what that meant. And then a buddy of mine posted that on Facebook, the definition of adieu. So now I know, kind of. I don't really remember. I'd have to go back and look at the Facebook, whatever he posted for me there. So anyway, without further ado, here is uh, today's question, which comes from Danny. Hey, Grant, it's Danny Matthews here from the UK. I was just wondering, uh, I'm thinking about doing some speaking for Uh, financial services companies in the UK and uh, to talk about social media and wondered if it would be good advice to charge per employee. Most of the people that I'm going to be seeing are quite small or maybe just one person and thinking about transparency I'm I'm worried about putting something on the website with pricing and I thought maybe a a per employee structure may go down well. I really appreciate your feedback, loving the speaker lab and uh, keep doing what you're doing. Thanks very much for your help Grant. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks for the question, Danny. Now, he asked uh, two questions related to fees that I, I want to talk about here. First of all, number one is should you price your speaking fee based on the number of attendees that would be at the event that you're speaking at? And then the second question is should you put your speaking fees on your website? So let's take that first question of should you price your speaking fee based on the number of attendees? The short answer would be that I would say generally not. The only reason where I might recommend this would be if you're doing some type of training that requires uh, a lot of physical supplies for each attendee, so some type of a binder or training guide or something like that. Uh, and even then, I would just charge for that on a per item cost, but split out your speaking costs separately. So we'll, we'll talk about that more in just a second. But let me give you some, some thoughts on this, this whole rationale here. 
I have spoken at a variety of, of conferences and events with audiences of, of literally all different sizes. So I have uh, I've spoken at a, at a handful of events that were literally one person. Yes, that is right. One, I can think of a, a few specific events where that happened, which is interesting, but fun as well. Uh, and then I've also keynoted events of several thousand people all the way up to, to 13,000 people. And so generally pricing per attendee would, would usually be for smaller audiences only. So usually probably, probably less than 50 where it's easier to get a headcount of who all is there. It'd be really, really hard and, and pretty complicated, complex to figure out that, that math if you had several hundred or, or several people there. So uh, let's just talk about this in, the, in a smaller context. Let's just assume that there was under 50 people there. So again, even in a smaller setting, I, I'm not a big fan of this per person pricing for a couple of reasons. Actually, let me give you three reasons why uh, I, I'm not a fan of this and I don't, I don't think this makes much sense. First of all, number one is that the amount of work that you have have to do is basically the same. The amount of work that you have to do is basically the same. Whether you speak to five people or 45 people, your preparation and your presentation is pretty much the same. It really wouldn't be dramatically different on either side. Uh, I know for me, I've, I've spoken at events where I got there and the event was either much smaller or much bigger than the, the, the client had anticipated. And you know, I may tweak a few things, but it doesn't really alter my talk enough to justify charging a different price. So really just from your perspective as a speaker, the audience size, whether it's a you know a couple on you know this direction or a couple on that direction, in terms of the the, the size, it really shouldn't affect your work uh, and what it is that you're providing it in your service. So number one is the amount of work that you have to do is basically the same. Second thing, number two, is that it's really I think it's more complicated for you. It just it makes it more complicated to keep track of, of how many people were there, making sure that you got paid the correct amount. Plus, I have found that it's just it's best to get a check at the time of the the event rather than waiting on them to mail you a check, which can take sometimes several weeks or sometimes even, even months. Because a lot of times after the event is over, they're not thinking about making sure the speaker got paid. You know, the speaker came, they spoke, they left. So they assume that the speaker just got paid. So sometimes it can just be a very low priority to making sure that the math works out so that you actually get paid. But also going into it, if they don't know how much they're paying you and you don't know how much you're charging until you see the number of people that are actually in the room, I mean, again, it can just get very, very confusing. It can get very, very complicated to, to keep track of. So number one, I don't think it makes a lot of sense for the amount of work that you have to do for number two, because it makes it more complicated for you. And then number three is it makes it more complicated for the, for the client. Whenever possible, you want to do whatever you can that makes the most sense for the client. Like if possible, do what's in the best interest for them. And so if I'm hosting an event and the speaker is charging me based on the number of people that are in the room, it's just going to make it a lot more difficult to budget for. I don't know how many people I'm going to have. I don't know if they're going to be people who are sick or people who can't make it. Just one extra thing that I have to keep track of or something that I, I have to plan for. So again, overall, I just I just don't think it makes much sense. Again, the only situation where you might consider it is if you have binders or training guides or lots of physical supplies that each attendee would need, and there's a hard cost associated with that. But again, like I said at the beginning, I would price that separate than your speaking fee. So what you might say is, you know, my speaking fee is let's say three thousand dollars, and then on top of that we charge $20 per attendee for the cost of the supplies or, or, or something along those lines. So that way you're, you're subtracting it out. You have your speaking fee and then you have the cost of supplies for what you are providing. So you might do something like that, but that's, that's kind of how I would approach that. Now let's talk about the other question about should you put your fees on your website? This is another great question here. 
Uh, I would say for 99% of people listening to this podcast, you should not put your fees on your website, all right? I'm going to give you the 1% reason in a few minutes here. But the reason being is that you want to actually have a conversation with that potential client. You don't want them to, to just look at a number and make a decision about you without having talked to you. I mean, think about this for a second. If I'm, let's imagine that I'm looking to hire a speaker. Let's imagine that my budget is $3,000 and I go to your site and I see that you have listed a speaker fee of $4,000. Now, I might immediately think naturally that, okay, well, they're out of my budget. I won't even bother contacting them. But perhaps you as the speaker would be willing to negotiate. Maybe maybe that event is in an area that you're already going to be in. And so, you, you, the, so the cost of travel would be less. There, there's just a lot of factors that go into a speaking fee that may not be able to be communicated from a website. Another reason why I wouldn't recommend putting that up there is it's, it's not uncommon to have different fees in different markets or depending on different factors. Uh, I know some speakers that would price their speaking fee different for a corporate audience versus versus a nonprofit audience. I know sometimes in the past, whenever we were doing a lot of speaking in the education market, uh, we would price differently for a college versus a high school. So you just have those different factors that go into it. Not only the market, but also just the, I know some speakers that would price differently depending on the amount of travel that's involved. You might be willing to charge less to speak at events in your own state or within a decent you know, couple hour driving distance versus an event that requires a, a four hour flight for you to get to. So the bottom line is it's just basically it's hard to account for all those different factors when stating fees on a website. So again, for 99% of speakers, I would recommend that you not post your fees on your site. You want to have that conversation with that potential client. You want to build the rapport, that connection with them. So by posting the fees on the site, they're immediately going to rule you in or rule you out based solely on that one number. When again, there's a lot of other factors that may go into it. Now, for those that are curious, let's talk about why you might want to post your fees, right? Generally, the people who post their fees are speakers who have so much demand and interest in their speaking that they post their fee as a way to just narrow down the inquiries that they get. So for example, let's imagine that you are some big wig celebrity speaker who gets paid $50,000 per talk, but you get hammered with invites and inquiries from events who have a $1,000 budget. And so the point of posting your fee online is that hopefully hopefully is going to cut down on the number of those $1,000 inquiries. Hopefully it'll cut down on those dramatically. So that would be a reason why you may want to post your fee. But again, people can somewhat uh, you know, eliminate themselves from needing to inquire if they know that their, their budget is nowhere near where your fee needs to be. But again, that is not going to apply to 99% of people that are maybe listening to this. So for you, people, average speaker that's getting started or speaker that's been even doing this for a little while, I would generally say you do do not need to post your fees on your website. So hope that helps. Thanks for the questions, Danny. All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed that. Great question from Danny there. Uh, lots of discussion about fees. I hope that was helpful for you. Hey, again, as a quick reminder, we do have a, we do a lot of free online trainings that you can join us from the comfort of your own home. If you would like to join us for an upcoming workshop or webinar, definitely stop by freespeakerworkshop.com. Again, that is freespeakerworkshop.com and uh, register for the next uh, event that we would have. Again, totally free there. We'd love to have you come hang out with us. Again, that's freespeakerworkshop.com. Check it out. All right, my friends, that wraps up today's episode, episode 54, and uh, we will see you tomorrow. You're awesome.